This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Uh, Rob Fowler. Nice to meet you. Nice to be here. And how are you? What, how am I? I'm yes. doing very well, thank good. you. Glad you asked. Uh, and uh, what has your day been like? It's been good. Uh, I started off with waffles this morning. I had to have two because I knew I was teaching the beast today. So, oh boy. So I, I had an hour gap in between, so it was a lot of fun, a bit of energy, and then go for it. So. What is your primary role in the line dance community? Uh, well, in the line dance community at the minute, I do a lot of things. I, I, I direct events, I'm event director, I teach, choreograph. Um, I have my own classes, or I'm starting my own classes again mm. uh, back in Spain, where I'm living at the minute. And um, yeah, yeah. So I see my. I think where I am at the minute, I can. If I. I'm sort of. I like to move things around. Mm. So I like it. I've just started an event called Legends, mm. which a lot of the stuff nowadays is getting uh, event dances or it's, it's pushing away from major big events because the instructors are a bit frightened of taking their students to big events because the stuff that they're teaching they can't do. Where when they get to the event, the teacher looks embarrassed because they're not the dancers you would teach in your Monday morning class to or your Tuesday evening class. It's not the sort of thing, maybe one or two, but not when you can get here. So we, I did a thing called Legends, which is taking it back and it's, it's using all the classic, classics dances. And then what it does is it filters in the new ones. So if, you, if people go on the event, I give the, a dance list 12 months before of classic dances. I said, when you come on this weekend, these will be the classic dances that you will be doing. And then, so you'll do one and then there'll be two requests. You'll do one and then the two requests. So then the, the instructor or the, the teacher would know or whoever's organizing a trip would know at least my if I teach I've got 12 months to teach my classes the list and then all the new and up to date dances they can do as well so every three dances they're going to be on the floor so it's less embarrassing it's less of a risk to take your club and the the two times that I've done the event I've sold out completely 900 I can't get any more in 900 dancers and um everyone seems to enjoy it there's a lot of raving going and the advertising I don't need to do any because they're doing it, the, the dancers are doing it for me. Apart from the hotel, which is a bit cold now and again, so they're not having a go at the concept of the event, they're having a go at the hotel, which we can sort out. So, yeah, yeah. so that's the sort of thing. And then if I see anything, what I'd like to do, I move it. I'd like to, I want to bring the, the younger generation through doing choreographing, but it's doing really well at the minute. I think the choreographing for a younger age group but that's what I did when I started 25 years ago. And then I get a bit older and they'll get a bit older and then they'll settle down to what choreography they want to do. At the minute, they're traveling the world, they're enjoying themselves, they're having a great time. So anyone says anything to me about them, I say, they're very clever, they're learning the trade, they're enjoying the time while they're doing it. The event director is something for the older generation to look back and, and me as well and I like they all think, oh yeah, you're an old man. I said, I've done that 20 years ago. Yeah, I've been there and done it, but I like it that you're enjoying it because that's our future. When I'm 60, 70, they'll be the next lot coming through doing the dances that I want to learn. So, yeah. Who do you see as being especially promising among those folks? There's, a, there's four or five, two or three years ago, I was, wor I was really worried. Not for the next five, 10 years, because I think uh, you've got good instructors there now, 
who can carry on and doing that and good choreographers who do that. But I was literally worried about, and it sounds a long of a way away, but not for me. I've been doing it 30 years and I'm a lifer. I'll be doing line dancing forever. So I'm just, it's in my blood. It's everything, everything about it. I love it. So I'm looking that when I get to, I'm, I'm 49, I'm 50 in April. When I get to 60, I want to be looking at the next generation. So I think in the next 10 years, we're okay because Joe Thompson's there. I'm sure Rachel will come back at some point and you've got all the Fred Whitehouse, Darren Bailey coming through doing really good, solid dances for everybody. But then the young ones like Guillaume Richard, he is amazing, he's a very respectful. I, I think what happens is within, especially with event directors, what they have, and I talk to them, I talk to the young ones and say, look, when you're going around, you have to be respectful. You can have as much fun as you like, but if you want to stay in this industry, you have to be respectful for the dancers around you and to the event directors. So if you do that, you'll have a good... I've seen lots of young lads coming in trying to knock me off my perch or whatever it is, but when they come in, say, okay, well, when, you've, when you're three or four years in, when you've gone around once and you've been to all the events and you're coming back, what usually happens then is they, you usually go on the event, it's either they have to pay a mortgage on the house, they have partners or whatever it is that don't want them to travel all the time. So it gets a little bit meaty then. So that's when they need advice and I'm there to help them along with some advice. Mm. So, sometimes, sometimes I need it. <laughs> is there any code of conduct you would recommend for those younger folks at events? It's, it's literally, uh, it's obviously, but it's, it's very hard because they're enjoying it. Mm. And in the different uh, countries that you go to, there's so, some of the dancers are flamboyant. Even here, there's a mix. There's flamboyant dancers, and then there's dancers who are from what I would call class dancers, who are quite straight. They enjoy the dancing. They don't enjoy anything really over the top hard. But there's, there's nice little levels of them. So I would say to any budding choreographer, instructor, go to the class level go to the class level get amongst them don't show off and what I like doing is if they're very good if the dancers are very good and I, I've give Rachel advice and I've give lots of different people advice so uh, sounds of the Westgate resort <laughs> hotel and casino the wild trash container rolls You'll through have to the that one. Rolls okay. through the grasslands <laughs> of the hallway. That was a wagon. That was a tr wagon, truck, truck wagon going through. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think what's happening, <laughs> I think they're doing that on purpose now. <laughs> Just rattling as they're going along. Um, I think what the idea is now is when you get a choreographer or anyone of that level to say, go to the class level, save the real good stuff, go whack on the shows, show them what you can do. They'll respect you more if you don't try and, try and do that on the dance floor right next to them and you keep within the dance and they just know you're there. They know you're good. They know you're a good dancer. And then when you get down on the floor to do a show, show the lot. Give them everything on there, but respect them because if you're flailing your arms around or doing that next to an older dancer that doesn't really like it, you put them off, they move around and then it's, it happens quite a lot that you'll go a bit of a show off or the bit of this and a bit of that so what you've got to try and do is if you want to if that's the industry that's who you want to get into and you get the respect of all the age groups that's what you, I, would, I would think that was the advice I would give them but not, not 
tie yourself up so you look like a robot. It's just let yourself go, but not as much. And then when you're doing a demonstration, when it's asked for or anything, then give it everything. And then people will go, wow, and save it for them. Now, I'm curious, as somebody who has choreographed The Beast yes. and also Kachi, yeah. how does one create a beginner dance, especially if you are one of these younger choreographers and you want yeah. y- your initial instinct is to show everything you know, put, yeah, all, yeah. put all the steps into one dance. Yeah. How do you create a beginner dance that will appeal to a right, wide range of people and still be interesting and not reuse too many that's, patterns. That's the, the, the hardest thing from a beginner, and I've, I've kept away from beginner. The, the beginner um, dances to me is a, is a tricky question mm. because there are a lot of classic dances which are being forgotten. Mm. So I did catch it because there's nothing really quite like it. Mm. There's nothing really quite like it. Um, and it's, it's a fun icebreaker so for me it's an icebreaker I can just turn literally put the music on and go and they can follow and it's a nice icebreaker especially if no one's ever seen me before a lot of people here in Vegas haven't seen me they've seen my name on the top of dance scripts and different like but they haven't seen me so it's a nice way for me to say hi welcome da 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 they can do that and then I would go into the more intricate what I would say about the choice how I choose it's usually the song if you take Catchy, for instance, I think, don't take this the wrong way, I think Catchy is a, is a cheapy pop song. Mm, okay. it's, it's, not, it's, it's not cheapy, but don't take that the wrong way. It's a great song, it's a great, mm-hmm. but it's a catchy, exact, it's a, you listen to it and you're going, oh yeah. And when I listen to it, I don't think that would be an intermediate dance. I have a, I listen to the song and say, and especially because it's just, it's an eight rhythm repeat. So it's an eight count repeat, it's got the word catchy in it, da da da. So you can hit all that. When you get to the intricate songs like waltzes or anything like that, there's power in them. There's layers of music in there, which normally, when I listen to them, they normally give me the idea of what level it is. But then when I start choreographing, I have a. I'm a very. Str- I, I'm. I'm not sure how many other choreographers do it, but I literally close my eyes I have a thing about the music because what I do with the music is I'll play the music 40 times I have a 40 time thing I have to play the music 40 times after each other and if I ever turn it off once I'll never choreograph to it Wow! so I run the dance over because I might have to teach it for the next two years Right. so I listen to it I did a dance called Driven Driven to a song called Drive by Casey Casey someone and uh, I listened to it and at the beginning I, knew, I thought it was good but after 10 songs I turned the music up I started singing all the words after 20 songs I turned it louder I was playing it in the car driving down the road so the more I listened to it the better it got the more I said right okay I'm going to choreograph to that and because the phrasing on it is was out the phrasing on it is quite tricky then nobody else is going to touch it so I can take my time, I can get it right, I can... And when I get a, a song like that, the idea is, although it's in pieces, is to make it as easy as you can, but you know already it's a bit complex. But to make it as easy as you can so people will understand that when you do that, at the end of it, you just do the two side walls, that's it. Things like that that work with the music. So, And, I, and that's a challenge, to, that's like my hobby. That's my hobby to get a really... 
a lot of the songs come in and they're very easy you sort of get the feel for them and you can do that and as long as you know the phrasing of waltzes the phrasing of it's 64 it's 32 and then but what a lot of choreographers seem to miss is a lot of the background music is done on 2, 4, 6 and 8 or 1, 3, 5 and 7 so and they tend to miss that so they have a good song but they'll choreograph the track on the wrong beat so it, you, if you listen to or it might just be me but I'll listen to a song and most of it will go one, three, five and you'll hit a, you'll hit a break or you'll hit a smooth piece on five and then it'll be um, seven, one so when it comes back round to the one so you'll have your one as the hit and the five as the hit and then to be honest the, what you're doing then is you're listening to the layers of the music is there a piano beat in there is there different things in there which you can play around with and hit as the choreography but what I tend to do now is as I'm getting older I tend to look at people who would be I, I try to do dances it's a bit controversial so I, I'm trying to do dances which make people feel good as they leave the floor I want them to feel that made me feel good rather than the choreographer leaving the floor saying that was my dance was brilliant do you understand I don't know how you get that rather than saying I I made them do that and no matter what they look like they're walking off the floor and you're going okay you want to have a word and, and that's where I think that's where a lot of the teachers now who hopefully when they look at my choreography they can say I could teach that to the class most of them if he, if he puts intermediate on I want a, uh, a teacher to look at my when they see my da my brand Rob Fowler if that's on the, I, that's, I work I've always if for the last 20 years Rob Fowler is a brand that I work for so if wherever I'm taking Rob Fowler it's a direction I work for the brand so I want people to when they see the Rob Fowler name at the top I want them to say okay he does class friendly dances so I can pick up if he says it's intermediate it's an intermediate dance if it's a, but always within each dance it'll have a little twist in there which is just that little bit different that the class will find it just a little bit tricky but the rest of the dance easy enough to pick up so I, I want to keep it interesting good songs solid songs and at the minute my whole thing is country I, I really back into the country stuff and it also suits the brand as well because all the young ones are coming through doing pop all of them are doing pop they're doing all the other they're doing nightclubs and everything else so what I tend to do is I don't I, Uptown Funk was different because I literally got that song before anyone else and I went okay that's the best pop song I've heard in a generation and I'm not letting it go and when I checked all the sites no one had ever it hadn't been out so I said right I'm doing it straight away so I literally stayed up all night all day because I knew it was going to be that I was lucky I was lucky to catch it really at the beginning and I got away with it and, and once I'd done it people could see it was a good dance so most of them left it alone most of them left the, the, the actual choreographing to it so I was very lucky there but then you sort of um I sort of pick dances on the edge like sultry um, the music for sultry is unusual the music for a lot of the stuff I pick is just on the edge of I, I might like it I might not like it but the idea behind that is if a DJ is playing 
seven nightclubs on their own or two or three nightclubs and then four or five pop songs what I want them to think of is okay I need to change the room the sound in the room so I'll have a look for something a little bit different and I want them to go Rob Fowler always does something a little bit different so he's always got a dance which is just on the edge so and I know people will like it. as long as the, the choreography is solid it works right and the, and the, and the, it goes with the music most of the time the dance works well and it's never going to be a top if I know when I pick the music it's not going to be a it's a grower and a stayer rather than a quick McDonald's so it's more of a slow burner and it builds up and builds up rather than it being a fast food in and out in six weeks so hopefully that's what they can see how do you find that kind of music it's very hard if people think <laughs> it's, it's well I, I love driving I love driving I live in the south of Spain and I pick all my music and then I drive a lot of my work is in France and in France and although France is going a little bit from country into a little bit of pop the majority there is country so I've got 8 hours 12 hours driving so I'll put all the stuff on I've, I've got a cabriolet car so I'll knock rock the roof down whack the country up and I'll listen to the tracks as I'm driving or if I'm at home I'll put them on I have the earphones on I'll lick I'll listen to them but most of the time you you sort of get a track but what happens now is a lot of people even the choreographers are saying Rob this is your song they're sending me the music and I've just done a dance now called Dance at Home and someone sent me the music and I didn't actually like the song but I love the artist so then what I tend to do and I did the same with Driven I, the, someone sent me the music and I like the artist's voice so what I tend to do then is I'll go back to their albums and look back through their albums of, if they've done anything that I could dance to and the dance her whole the song is fantastic but it was the song that I was sent in the first place wasn't that one so when I listened to the artist and I found that it was beautiful so so it depends I have good friends that do it or I'll hear something catch it I heard on the radio uh, I'd done a dance called Off and Back and that's the group it's called Off and Back and I did a little dance to it and then the next song they brought out was Catch It and they released it and as they released it I went it's just very and exactly what it says Catch It and the actual word Catch It means a sultry look so when you give me Catch It that way it doesn't mean anything like a, a disease or anything like that it's sort of you give me a sultry look all night so when they're saying you give me catches, you're looking at someone's sexy. So I checked that out first before I choreographed it. Otherwise, <laughs> I got in trouble. Yeah, but that's the sort of thing. So it's it's either a lot of listening. I know a lot of the other choreographers listen for hours and hours and hours. If you find a good song now, what I would say to the any choreographer, a budding choreographer, no matter how good the song is, it has to have a catch in it. So if you're doing a nightclub and it's a flat nightclub, there's no peaks in it, there's nothing in it, there's another 50 nightclubs like it. There's another 50 odd nightclubs out there like it. If you're doing uh, a country one and it's a flat country one, it, it might be a really good song. And sometimes you would get a, you look it. Sometimes you look it, uh, the big stars, sometimes if they bring a, a dance out to a country song and it's flat but it's good it goes well but if you're a budding choreographer as such and you're trying to uh, break the mold and come through 
I would try and say, find something with a bit of meat to it, find a song with a bit of meat, and then, and then choreograph to it, make it fit, make it fit the thing. Don't have a millions of tags in it. Don't, it, it's, it's a quite, it's a tricky thing to do. And I've been doing this 28 years and sometimes I mess up and do that. And, and you, you would pick a dance and you, you, the steps have got to be right. It's got to hit the brakes in there. So people walk off the phone and say, wow, that felt great. Mm. I walked off the floor and that felt really good. When you're watching the dance from the outside, you're looking going, that, I, I've not learned that, but I want to learn it because it looked good. But that also means that the dancers have to dance it well. Do you know what I mean? So if, they, if you're doing stuff and you're going, okay, look, I'm your best friend. I wouldn't do that again if I was you. Do you know what I mean? That sort of thing, you're going, I'm your best friend. I know you might feel like it's good, but, and sometimes I'm wrong. So it's a very, it's a good discussion to have because um, you would watch some dancers with a lot. I'm not one for arm movements. I'm not one for doing arms, but that's coming in quite a lot on the event circuit. And when you do that, you're sort of, I went to Sweden and Guyton was there and a few of the others. And I sort of, he did Sound of Silence. And I'm looking at Sound of Silence going, that's not my thing at all. He taught 200 people and at least 70 walked off the floor crying. They was crying, physically crying, walking off the floor. And I'm going, okay, I'm wrong then. I have to be wrong. That cannot be wrong because that's emotional. You're, you're getting someone that emotional, they feel the song that much. So I'm looking and going, okay, they haven't seen what they look like, but I'm looking on from the other side, they're walking off the floor, emotional wrecks. And I'm going, okay, whatever he choreographed has done, has touched something there within them. So that's what dances. So, so then I, I look and go, okay, I'm wrong then. So it's not my thing, but I understand if it's, if it's got that impact, I, I, I have to say, hold my hands up and go, okay, it's not my thing, but it's, it's definitely can't be wrong because the impact with a piece of music, that's what you want to try and get to. You want to try and get your choreography to fit the music that much that it just fits like a glove. And people get the feeling when they walk away, that wow, they get the tingles up their arms. If you can do that as a choreographer, that's your whole outlook. And so when I look at it, and I looked at the dance and I went, that just looks wrong. And then they're walking off, crying their eyes out when it's gotta be me, so yeah. Who do you trust to vet your dances, to, to run them through them, and also who raises your dances up in emotional intensity when you work with them? Um, I think with, with me, it's me. It's, 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 it's a, a lot of, I tend to, what I, t I used to have classes, so I used to put it out to the classes, and it's normally the people, you would choreograph something. But I, I think when you choreograph a, a dance, it depends if you want a quick fix or you just, if you, chore I choreograph for me. So the idea is, I, I, but it's very hard for people to do that if they get trying to get into the industry as well. But what I tend to do is I choreograph, I pick a piece of music that I really like and, I, and there's attachment to that piece of music, I'll listen, and that's where it's very hard to choose because so, there's something in our song that will just grab you. And then what I try to do is, I tried to get it, it sounds very strange, but when I ever listened to a song, I did a, a dance to 
a song by um, Zach Brown called Overnight and I told that's my in my top favourite five dances I've ever choreographed and it completely crashed when I dance it but when I dance it it takes me to a very very sexy red dark room and it's it's sultry there's smoke everywhere and when I'm dancing it I close my eyes and every time that song comes on I'm in that red room I'm in a dark smoky red room and I'm it's I'm there totally every time I choreograph a major piece what I like and it's sort of I love dancing I, a lot of people have noticed that I close my eyes when I close my eyes I go to my little places I have lots of little places that I go to and everyone says oh you just went to Vegas I went oh no I went all over I went all over the place But and it sounds a bit strange but when I'm choreographing it just takes me to my to this and what I want to do is not, not take people to my red room but I want them to feel emotion feel that through the choreography and, and pick the songs and that's where I pick them but then you never know where the dance takes it was an advanced dance it was an advanced dance but it was sort of I want to take you into that I want to take you into that place where I am show you the place show you around and feel it and then and then that's it and I would like to do that on all the dances so what do you do with movement to find those movements that work with the sound of the music? Yeah, most of the, this might sound strange as well. Most of the music tells you what to do. And I'm not sure whether that's over the 28 years. I, 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 I don't mean to sound big-headed or whatever. I've just been very lucky that a lot of people like the stuff where I do like, like the stuff where I do and the movement that I do from it because what I'm trying to do is attach the steps to the music so I have never ever choreographed 32 counts and waited for a dance to come a piece of music come out and I know a lot of people do they'll choreograph a 32 count or a 64 count have it ready there's a pop song comes out stick it on top of it and go for it do you know what I mean and there's a lot won awards and everything by doing that so and I don't do that I tend to wait I tend to try and get the layers of the music I, I work with it I understand it and some might even go three quarters of the way through the song on Uptown Funk I'd choreographed Uptown Funk and when it hits the word stop i I read. I went over it, so I rode over the top of it, and so the first cor- the first dance that I did to that, I was riding it, and I and I danced it for about two days, and I went, I am not releasing that dance. So I'd done a sixty-four count dance, and I had to go back. I said, if I miss that word stop, it's going to haunt me for the next twelve months of teaching it. So what I do now is when I hit it. But because you hit it and you're on a different foot, then everything that follows is different. So the whole second half of the dance had to be re-choreographed to make it work, to fit that one word three-quarters of the way through the song, just so I, it would, I would not drive myself crackers through teaching. When you know you've got a good song, then you have to make sure it's, it's a very good dance. Otherwise, you spoil it. I, I know a lot of people now that hear a good song get out get out quick as you can get out let's do it really quick and then you're ruining a good song because if one of the big choreographers does it 
hardly anyone none of the other choreographers will touch it most of them won't and because they've rushed it you've spoiled a really really good song for all of the dancers because it's like, it's like okay and you can leave it six months and then, and then because it's a good song you'll get instructors teaching to it and they'll go yeah the dance is okay but the song's brilliant so and that's where the month thing comes from where four weeks later the, when the song's gone out the charts the dance goes because the choreographer hasn't really worked hard enough on the if it's a good enough song it should be there for a long time with the choreography especially in what we do yeah and you mentioned the twist how do you come up with a movement that hasn't been done before and that people look at they're like I want to do that for some reason it's it, what I and what I like to do is if you there's breaks in music but when I say there's breaks in music there's often something it's it's very easy lonely drum mm. lonely drum has that boom 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 right in the middle of it so that is something that a beginner dancer can associate straight away so it goes boom 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 and they go bam 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 when it goes woo woo straight away that is the a perfect beginner and that'll be I'm sure one day that'll be a legend dance and the choreographer we've never heard of him before he's coming through it might be just a one off lucky but he's just done another one but what normally happens is if you get a lucky dance or a good dance then you have to follow that after with something really good otherwise you end up going away so that's the trick when you get something on the top you have to back it up with something if you want to stay there or it sort of drifts away until you get another one come in but if you take that song that boom 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 in it or when you've just done uh, Rebecca's dance clap 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 that's a bit more younger generation thing but it's it's a lot of fun with it oh clap snap yeah clap snap mm-hmm. but what you do is the clap snap thing is it, it every now and again there's a song that comes along which freshens the atmosphere up in a room that's definitely one of them so it's clap fits the music really well it's got a little bit of fun all the age groups will do it but you will only get one of them every so often there'll be one fun icebreaker thing they'll get up and the the older generational might feel instead of feeling silly they're just having a fun time with it so they'll have a fun time and they'll go away but then you'll probably get if you did two or three of them they probably won't hang around so it it depends sometimes you're lucky and sometimes you're not what are some of the different niches because I know Megan and I have talked about that there are some dances that are like cool and spooky like Wonderland Waltz yeah yeah or Run Me Like a River uh, or even Sound of Silence and then there are the ones where it's like really energetic like hold your horses syncopated rhythm but, what are the different styles that can be hit but, over the course well, of the well it's, it's an interesting subject because if you're, if you're from a competition background mm. then it's West Coast Swing it's East Coast Swing it's uh, uh, Waltz it's Cha Cha and everything but I was running a company or a thing called World Dance Masters or Masters in Line mm-hmm. I'd love and, to hear more about that too and Masters in Line when I was running it because we were the head and I was because I was literally the head organizer of it along with Rachel and that whenever you choreograph dances you have to have them within that boundary so it's either a lilt dance you have to do everything correct because all the competitors are looking at you as soon as I finished I released different dances like Intrigue now Intrigue is sort of not a nightclub not a cha-cha it's in between it floats in between 
it floats in between different things and um, so you've got to I can do that because I've got no structure now I don't have to work to that so yeah what can you tell us about Masters in Lion how did you get involved with that and what did it do while it was doing its thing well Masters in Lion was a um, it came together through me and Paul McAdam so I don't know whether you've ever met Paul McAdam Paul McAdam was sort of what you would see Shane McGeever like now and things like that but 15 years ago when I started I was training him for competition from when he was 13 exactly the same time about Rachel I was training Rachel and Paul at the same time Paul was just an amazing um, amazing dancer with the isolation that you could die for we just had just the perfect isolation and and every time but it was really weird because when he danced at the beginning he was very feminine so I took him into the dance studio and he trusted me when he was about 13 years old he trusted me really well and we had I had to break it literally down to a grapevine how to do a grapevine but using body learning how to talk and put and and moving in the right way and then breaking it down into uh, isolation moving your different parts of your body and uh, he trusted me for three or four months he went and I in the studio one morning he just broke out I did his competition dance was gotta be funky mm. which is old dance now but then it had isolation bits in there which we, which we I was practicing and practicing practicing and one morning he did it exactly as I wanted and we just jumped around and I said do it again he said I don't know what I did <laughs> so it took another two or three weeks to get him to do it all the time and then after that and he was a shy he was a shy lad he's a, he's a shy lad but after that he started coming out of his shell. He started getting more confident. All the girls started coming around him a lot more, and they would. And, but the way he was moving was, and what he did after, he was mesmerizing. For for me watching him, he, it, it was just so. The masses in line sort of came after that because he wanted he wanted me. I I seen that he was going to break off, go away from being my. Uh, helper or whatever and he was going to go that. so I said okay instead of doing that instead of going against we'll, we'll, do, we'll have a duo going around so like a duo and then what happened was and I, I said well come on we'll do it and then it, it came out it was all fate really it all came back past fate because at that time Pedro finished the superstars so Pedro just finished so I turned around and he had, an, he had an, a grievance with superstars for finishing with him because he started it so they finished him and sacked him and got rid of him so I called him and said do you want to come and join us two we're doing this thing and 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 then in the UCWDC there was something called there was masters couples but they and then there was superstar line so I said okay well why don't we just say masters line so that worked and then Rachel was with superstars so I said, right, we're going to do this thing and we're going to go out as a group of three if you want to come with us. And I was still training her. So if you want to come with us, you can come with us and we'll be a, a four of us. So, but we don't know what we're doing. We just do social and thingy things. We haven't got a clue what we're doing, but we'll do an event together and we'll do it. So I said, right, okay, we'll do it. And then she took, our, she took her time and it was just before the magazine. The, I remember it literally a day before it went to print, the magazine. She said yes. So I put her picture in it. And it was just the picture with Masters in Line and us four. And everyone was calling saying, what is it? Mm. 
And then we had the editor, Steve, and Betty Drummond going, what is it? I'm going to call us and say, I don't know. I haven't got a clue yet. So just leave it as it is. It's us four and we'll think of something what we're going to do. <laughs> and uh, it went on. That was in the October. And then in November, it was, it was just going crazy. Everyone, they had about five, 6,000 phone calls saying, what is it? We want to know what it is. And it's exciting and what have you. Because at that point, it was three, four really top dancers all together in a team. So... And uh, they said, right, yeah, yeah, yeah we, want to, we want to know what's going on. And we were all good. I was, I'd, I'd been running my own events. I'd been doing that by a long time then. And I was probably one of the first ones in the UK to run events. And then all the kids, all of them were doing shows with me. So I put all the shows, all the competition dances, I put them all into a big show and said, you do that there, you do that there, and we'll have a big show. So people were used to that. So they got excited when they seen us four coming together. And uh, it went from there. I went to a UC competition at in the beginning of January, and I didn't like the way they were ripping people. I thought they were ripping people off. Or it was very dear. I wouldn't say ripping people off, but I, because now I know the price of events, hosting events, and putting them on. But I thought I could do it a lot better value, a lot better value than what they were doing. So, and it was good, and they didn't have any competition, and people say, oh, you can't go against UCWDC. I went, they don't, they don't pay me any money, so it's not, so, but what I tried to do was, because all the competitors then were from Europe, so, and there was none from America. I think there was one competitor from America and 200 from Europe. So we all had to go across to Nashville to compete, and I'm going, instead of going to Nashville, but and what happened with me is I had four or five students that were better than anyone that couldn't afford to go. So it wasn't the world championships, really. It was who could afford them. So I said, okay, well, if we set something up in the UK or in Europe, they can come there. It's a quarter of the price or a third of the price. And the rest of the money we can put into prizes and give them back and whatever. And then we did that. So, and that's how it started off. And it went very, very well. So, yeah. so does it still live on as World Dance we, Masters? It's World Dance Masters now. So me, Pedro, Paul and Rachel have left and we passed it over to Nicola and Sam mm. and they're taking it on and it's brilliant. It's a brilliant event in the middle of August. It's in one of the best venues in the UK, in the world for dancing. It's called the Winter Gardens and all the ballroom world champions for the, la for the last 150 years have either been danced in there or in the Blackpool Tower. So it's Blackfoot, so all of the ballroom originated was from there. So the dance venue, the atmosphere in the place, it's all, um, it's all Victorian, so it's all gold leaf and everything, but not like here in Vegas where everything's sort of now, you build it, you stick it on now, it was authentic Victorian building, so. Two questions that come from that. Do you think anything like a contemporary masters in line could happen again with any of the folks that you see out there and also how did you end up in Spain during all of this I was well after straight away after the masters well, I finished masters 10 years ago and it was just it was coming to an end and I am a, I'm a gypsy by heart I think I think it would call me a gypsy by heart but I have this and I have a seven-year itch I've been in this I've been doing this for 28 years and what happens is I, I, after seven or eight years of doing the certain thing, and I'm getting there now, I'm getting there, not, not thinking, but the traveling's getting a bit too much for me. 
It, it, uh, or it's not going too much for me, but it's it's it sort of gets on your nerves a little bit. And so you say, okay, instead of that, I'm going to move slightly to the side, stay within line dancing, but then change what I'm doing. The mighty trash bin once again stalks its prey from one end of the hallway to the other. You were saying? Yeah, so. So, uh, where was we? I can't, I'm not lost. Spain and being a gypsy. Oh, yeah. Well, what happens then is where I'm going through. Uh, when I finished the Masters in Line, it was sort of the end. So that was 10 years of doing that. I was 10 years of doing beforehand, doing my own events beforehand. So every when it comes to seven or eight years, I tend to say get restless. Restless is a good word. So it started getting, rather than getting, when I was running Masters in Line, I ended up being a businessman rather than being a dancer. And I hated it. I like to do the choreography, I like to get in that. And I ended up being a businessman as an event director, which I'm not very good at. A event director I'm good at, a businessman I'm not good at. So, and it was getting on, I, I was really getting on my nerves doing it. So I wanted to get back into dancing. So I passed, I passed it over to Sam, Sam now, who is, a, he's a young lad, but he just come out of business degree. His dad's got a big, uh, very good business. So he want, he took it over with Nicola, who is technically brilliant. So she's technically very, very good. Uh, and she's quite coldy, as in good businesswoman and a good way to yes and no and that. So I, I was sort of, I had a lot of friends who I was saying, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So you can't do that in business. And as far as Masters in Line of 2017 or 2018 would yeah. go, do you see folks out there with the potential to become that kind of super group and just combine their styles in a way that dominates every genre of, of music and difficulty level? Watch this space. Mm. I'm not saying any more. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got some. I've got, yes, watch this space. Okay. I'm also curious about your hat. Yes. What does your, as somebody who is experimenting as of the last two events with not wearing yeah. my cowboy hat. What can you tell me about yours? What does it mean to you in an era where country has maybe floated further from yeah. line dance? Well, it's, uh, again, what I said earlier about my brand, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's my sort of everyone knows me with my hat on. And, I, and a few times this weekend, it's probably the first time I've not wore a hat. So through the week that I've been here, I've just took my hat off and I've done that because everyone sees me with a hat. But it tends to, I've gone through different, different, like I say, I move different ways, but I've always loved country music, always. And it, now it seems that everyone is moving, not away from country, but I want to just keep it tied in there and I keep choreographing for, uh, good music is good music. Good music is good music. I understand that with everyone, but what I, what I tend to find is a lot of people are, are moving away from country, like you said, and the choreographers are moving away from country. And a couple of the reasons for that is the pop tracks and the hip-hop tracks or whatever are easier to choreograph to because they're done in a dance studio on a loop. Whereas your country tracks are, are done, they're done like that a little bit. 
but your artists and your songwriters will have breaks in there and, and restarts in there and whatever. So they're not as easy to choreograph to. But and then the artists themselves, some of the country artists themselves, don't like dancing. They don't want dancing going on to their music. Hmm. So it's especially the because I I know for a fact so, and it seems Nashville sometimes the trends in Nashville the music goes very slow so they do dance literally like nightclubs and everything comes out to try and squeeze into the pop charts as well they're trying to squeeze all the money out of the Faith Hill or the uh, what's the girl what's the blonde girl Taylor Swift okay Taylor Swift the, the crossing over a little bit into the pop scene to make more money and I've, I've got no problem with that but what I tend to do then is I, I want to keep dancing as such on all genres of music but I think I'm at the minute because country is sort of I think the generation which I'm choreographing to love country music so I'm trying to keep that brand open or that let that way into country then when they know the Robson a country track I know it's going to be a good track I know it's going to be a good track of music I know my class can do it that's what I'm trying to do there and just say and so you can keep that and it's a nice area where I can choreograph in and they'll pick it up straight away oh, I want to, I've done four pop songs in my class over the last four weeks I like country I'm going to have a look at a country track and do it so that's where I want to keep that side open interesting and I want to be sure that Megan is able to ask Hello. any questions Where that you she been? has as well. Let me move the mic slightly over. This one tends to rattle, so I'll be very gentle. Dude, I'm just going to do this. All right. <laughs> and she's clipping it on. All right. Um, so some of the things I want to know about is... It's on radio, so because... Yes, I know. <laughs> is uh, where you got the idea for Adam's Ale as well as The Beast. Like, okay. where did that Can start I from? say with that, and without being big-headed, right, at the time, that was genius. Yes, it still is. <laughs> it is genius. <laughs> and the reason being because at the point of time when I choreographed that, the, the most advanced dance was Tush Push. Scott had a couple of, there was Outer Line around the same time. But um, but that was it was it was really in a time where there was not met, there was nothing there was really nothing and at that time it was I would say Scott Max um, Joe were pushing the boundaries of what line dancing what some of the steps we were coming up with back then it was more about the steps than the music yeah back then it was well, what can you come up with and when I used to travel around I used to and they're all everyone was dying for new steps and things like that I realised when I choreographed um, The Beast that it was only going to be for a certain people and the song was that good that I didn't want to label it into like a young crowd I wanted it for everyone so I did and, and I thought I'd, I'd, I'll tell you what I'd seen there was a, a, a dance called The Outback The Outback and it's an Australian dance and it literally was mirror image, but it went, you had each line started the dance two beats before the next one. Huh. Right? It was absolutely catastrophic when you did it in class because everyone would mess it up. But it always stuck me in my head that it was genius. It wasn't me that choreographed it, it was somebody in Australia did it. 
But what happened was, at the end of the dance, it used to, and it had a clap, clap in the middle. But what you used to get is one line would go clap, clap, two beats later, the next line would go clap, clap, all the way down the line. And it was fantastic. When it did it right, they probably did it right once in four minutes, right? Because right. everyone, everyone's clapping all over. But you got it right, but it was brilliant. And then right at the end of the song, it went clap, 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 all the way down the line. It was brilliant. That sort of stayed in my head when I was doing The Beast, as in, I said, okay, I want them to do the, exactly the same dance, but I want them, and then because you're going to have to learn how to do the street dance steps, mm -hmm. I put something easy in. And then I said, they're not going to learn the street dance steps and do the body rolls if they can't do that. So when they're ready, that when they can do the body roll, then they can add it in, just change it in. So all the way down the line, I changed the, I, I had, for the hard bits, the easy bits I left as they were, well, what I would call easy bits, but right. they, back then they'd never been, the quarter turn, jump, jump, the kick and the hips back, back. If you think of that was 20 years old, 20 years ago, that was never ever seen before. So that, that sort of thing was all new. So all the steps were new that was coming in. So it was, it was a very clever, clever dance to do at the time. And I, I, I was, but I, because I was competing as well, I used to do the UCWDC and I'd compete. And it was just, for some reason, I've never had any dance background before. It would just fitted me. The choreography fitted me. I just. I didn't know, I had all the ideas, they just came to me, they were doing it, I'm going out do this, and everyone liked it. When I first started, I was, I was learning how to do it, and I was in a teacher's class called Norma and Bill. They were an old couple over in Liverpool, and they asked me to take over the class, and they said, well, I know you're trying to choreograph things. I said, yeah, but I'm only choreographing the steps that I like, that I need to learn, I'm choreographing them. They said, well, you've done a couple yourself, Try one, of the, try one in the class. And, they, and one night she broke, the driver, Bill, her, her husband, broke his ankle in a car crash and called me and said, will you take the class? And I said, yeah, I'll take the class. I said, what do you want me to teach? She said, well, teach one of your own. So I said, okay. So I taught one of my own dances and everyone liked it. She called me the day after and said, everyone really liked your class. I'm going to be out of it for six weeks. Do you want to take the class over? So I said, right, okay. So I took the class over and then the week after there was 60 people, double the amount came. And then the week after there was double that and then <laughs> double that. And, and they just said, no, we don't, we don't want anyone else's dances, we're coming for yours. So I was like, okay, I'll just keep choreographing. So I choreographed, one of my early dances was Beethoven's Boogie, okay, which yeah. is still out now, but then you can see the speed of it. I was young boy then, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But everyone liked it. And so that was where I started growing. And then people were asking me to go to different clubs and that's where my career started really. But I have no idea where the creation comes from. It's out of my head, it's in there. And, and sometimes I speak to people, I speak to artists, I speak to people and, and I'm saying, you can hear it in the music and they're going, Rob, we can't even <laughs> You are saying you can hear it, we can't hear it. So whatever you're listening to, you're in a different world than what we're in. I'm saying, <laughs> Well, you can hear it. And they said, when you feel it, does it not take you to... It takes me to this place. And we said, they're all looking like I've been on drinking or something, yeah, something very strange or whatever. I said, yeah, but it just takes me there. And, and so then I've put... I'm only good at line dance. And everyone comes in and says, oh, yeah, you think... I said, well, look, there's a lot of people that's good at everything. There's brain surgeons who are brilliant brain surgery. There's... 
everything. So and and a lot of people ask me why I keep my feet on the ground. I said, okay, I'm a line dance choreographer. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a, a politician. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm a line dance choreographer. So, so when you when you're in a room, you're probably teaching a lot of people who is a lot more educated than what I am. So, but I'm giving them a release, and that's what I say. So, that's why I try to, and I look at it that way. So, when I'm choreographing, I have a talent for it. I, I, I'm not trying to be boastful. I have a talent for it because people carry on doing my stuff. So, and I like it, but I don't take that for granted. I make sure that. I pick through thousands of different songs and make sure that I pick the right track, which I know they're going to enjoy. That's my responsibility. Okay. Gotta love all the sound effects, oh, right? It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who needs a mixer board? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, because you have had as much experience as you have over the last, we'll say, twenty years, because yeah. I know that's how long the beast has been out. Yeah. Um, what are some of the few things that you've seen that you have just been really excited about the fact that it's changed since, you know, you started? Um, some of the things, I always like it when I see, I, I, recently it's the new, ki new kids coming through. Recently it's the new kids because I was very worried, like we said earlier, I was worried four or five years ago there was no young ones coming through to challenge, to challenge your way you think. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. the Freds and all that were the Freds, the Darrens, the uh, the Guillaumes, the Madison. Madison is must be the hop. If I could have had my uh, shares out, I'd have took shares in Madison. Do you know what I mean? Because she's probably going to be in the next. The hard thing for Madison is she lives in Australia, right? Where everything else is going on in Europe or in America. I know. I, I went to Australia this year, and it's. I would move there because the scene is me all over. Right. It's me all over. And when you speak to Madison, and I've seen mm -hmm. Madison in action, she is amazing. For 22 years old, she is amazing. She's grown up in the head. She's got. She is the full package. So, and I look, and then Guillaume, and and what the other thing about Madison? Madison is very respectful. Guillaume is very respectful. Shane, very respectful. So they're coming out, and that's what gives me makes me excited for the dances for the future and and for the dance um, community. The, the a lot of the things that get me excited are well as it is always changing. It's trying to keep. For me now, it, uh, Legends was good. I know it's, uh, it sounds really weird, but Legends, what I what I did, I really liked because it gets you back into a multi-crowd system, a multi all dancing together, which I like. Mm -hmm. So rather than splitting off. But what happened was, are people coming up and saying, "Oh, that event's pinching your idea." So it's, it's not my idea. Legends, Legends, it, the dance of Legend, it, they are classic dances. It's not really my idea. It's right. just I put it into a format which everyone understands, enjoys, likes, and it's a good format. But but then they're going to say all these classic dances are coming out. I said that's brilliant. So when all these are going, the ones that are learning it to come to Legends are also learning it to go, and they're going asking for the DJ to play it. And like you say, that most of the dancers are coming in now have been doing it for five or six years. If you have dancers who are coming back from 10 years ago, they walk in here, they say, I don't know one dance. If they walked into Legends, 
they can go I remember I, I, I can't after one wall I could remember what I'm doing mm -hmm. so they walk in or a classic dance if they go on a weekend and you do it that way so I that gets me excited about bringing everything back together again nice um, now I know you've mentioned about things being respectful yeah. and you know like just how you present yourself as an instructor is there any actual just tips that you've figured out over the years of traveling that like just has made your life so much easier uh, I think it, it's I would I would really really have a chat because because I would really have a chat about people that want to get into the industry that you have to have a balanced life as of me my I'm, I'm two marriages and maybe three whatever it is or two but it's very hard on the other partner mm -hmm. I understand it's very hard on the partner if you're doing as much as what I'm doing and some of the young ones now are taking on yeah and the other thing what I found is early on in the early days like what these are doing now these are going around now it's an amazing thing because they're going to they're literally going to my mum and dad my mum and my parents have never been outside of the UK they come to Spain two years three years ago and they're 70 years old that's the only time they've ever been out of the country they did travel an hour and a half outside of where we where I was brought up mm -hmm. so from that from me they look at and the rest of my family are very close my brother lives in Australia now but my two sisters live within a couple of miles of my mum and dad so they tend to stay close so that what I'm trying to say is I, I've been traveling the world for 28 years and it's an amazing thing but what happens is the fa the friend base what you have I've lost so all the friends that I had I have karate I don't know if you know that before I did karate uh, I was a karate black belt before I started dancing and the, the lads that are was there are still my life friends if I get any trouble now I call them and I chat to them if I need it I still have friends that are very good close friends within that community and in the line dance community I have friends as well but they're all over the world do you know what I mean they're all yeah. over the world and, and so but what I've got is the lads when I go home and now I live in Spain I have a, a set of friends in Spain which I'll go and have a game of poker with and everything but probably the first 15 years I didn't have that because I was working my socks off traveling around and you end up it looks glamorous on the outside but when you actually get past the first two or three years it's not that glamorous traveling mm. so you're traveling you're going in you're meeting people and you don't really know them so it's awkward you, you they're sort of they're trying but and it's nice for them because they know you you don't know them because you're yeah. next week you're moving on to someone else so they think you, they know you really well and then you're chatting with them because you're, you're trying to make a good impression you want them to like and then the next thing you're moving on to someone else the week after and they know who you are they chat to you and you're going okay I'm chatting back to them so that's where it gets uh, and then after you've done that for a few years that gets really hard and if you've not got a, a backbone to what you're doing if you've not got somewhere you live and whatever you you can do it that much that you're just living out of a suitcase and then it cracks you up a little bit. And I know Craig Bennett, Craig Bennett used to come out to America a lot and I was saying, how can you afford that? And, he, and when I found out, he was McDonald's, an assistant manager in McDonald's. 
so he had the wage he had the structure he was the, he was doing that for and but he also had the timetable so he could say right every second week i'm gonna have a long weekend off because i was trying to work out how he did it and then at one point he says i'm gonna finish and i says don't finish because you've got a set of friends there you've got a good backup you've got a good backup plan and if you'd go around the choreographers nowadays all the big ones are looking for backup plans because they, when you get to a certain point in traveling a lot you, it gets on you so you're okay. trying to say okay so you want to say I want a backup plan for when I, for if I don't want to do it anymore or something like yeah. that or you want to rest or something like that so what you what I would say to the young ones coming through is keep your friends make sure when you're taking your business on it's a very hard thing to do to turn a lot of money down because nowadays I, I, me Scott Peter Metalnik Joe Thompson all of them built a business for choreographers we built the business and I, I don't I, it might sound big headed that but there was most of that back then it was the artists yeah. yeah the, most of that it, was, it would be the artists coming along doing the bands or everything they were it we built an industry of choreographers mm -hmm. of where they can go and get paid so they go get do that they get paid and now it's got to a point where it's cheaper it's cheaper to have a choreographer than it is an artist because it's one person coming in rather than a band right. so they can do that and a lot of because a lot of the music's changing and everything it's it's also in the class system they, they like going through the CD rather than listening to a, the same track by the artist who doesn't sing it as good as the original right. so they like and it's cheaper and everything so it's easier so now when somebody's got if, if a new one of the new kids are going they can demand the fee of what you're getting what the normal fee is around or push it up a little bit but that industry wasn't there 20 years ago we had to push it out there and one of it so it's a lot of money for them to say no to so it's very hard but what I would try and do is have a balance have a balance have, keep your friends where they are and also have the balance of going away seeing the sights going around because now there's a lot of choreographers now that can fill in for you as long as you've got that and teach and, but I, it's very hard to turn the money down when it's offered when they're offered because they get a lot, it, it's a good money that they're getting offered so yeah. and they're getting money to go places in the world which they might never ever ever have been before so. well and that's you know I mean us specifically we pay money to go all these yeah, places yeah yeah so yeah yes, to have yeah. someone pay us I think that would definitely yeah, be yeah. a challenge but the, but the idea is and, and it's it's a very strange it's a very strange place and it's it's a, when you've been doing it for three or four years you hit walls you hit walls as a choreographer because if you're doing very well what I, what I used to do was I used to release a dance and then the dance would beat me to the place so by the time I got there so I've done that I taught that last week to my class and I said well you knew I was coming why didn't you teach you know, it's, it's my latest hottest dance and you taught it to your class so what do you expect me to teach now right. do you know what I mean so then you've got to come up with another dance and then you come up with another one because that does well and then all of the account you're, you're, you're putting not as good things because you, you're, the pressure's on and I can see the pressure on the kids now mm -hmm. you can see the pressure building up on them so it gets to that where you're travelling around and you're going to the places and 
yeah, the, there's pressure on you to do that. So when you're coming away enjoying yourself, I know you're, you're coming away at work, but you love dancing, you do that. If there's extra pressure on you when you're standing out in front of 300 people and you've got another four choreographers who are gonna follow you, you ego will tell you, your own ego will say, okay, I don't mind being in the middle, but I don't wanna be like, who are they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so, so you have pressure on yourself to do that. And then all the kids coming through now, they, 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 they're gonna have that pressure to do it. So, oh, yeah. and that's where they, so the enjoyable side turns into a business side. Especially when they say, okay, because this has been my full-time job for 28 years. So I have, whichever marriage I'm on, I have two kids, <laughs> a wife, a house and everything. So you have to pay for it. So you have yeah. to pay for it. So when you're away and you're going, and you might be away for four or five days, that's got, although it's got a, it's good to be away, you've also got to say, I'm coming to Vegas. I could easily spend what I'm making here right. straight away. But then when I go home after 10 days, I have nothing to show for what I'm going home to. So here is where I've got to say, okay, and I've been to Vegas seven or eight times. So I said, I've seen most of it. I'm going to get paid and I can hold the money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, and that's where, for a lot of the organizers now, that won't pay you what it's, especially the young ones, they'll pay mm -hmm. them a good fee but not a strong thing, but they've got no mortgages. Right. So they have no mortgages, it's good, they go around, they can play, they live with the mum and dads, or they live in with whoever, so they can charge nothing, they get a free flight, they come in here, and then they're going out, whatever they make, they can go and spend. Right. Do you know what I mean? They go out, blow yeah. it, whatever. When they hit the 27 mark, 28 mark, that's when it gets serious, because they've got a mortgage on a flat. Their mums and dads kicked them out. Right. So it's right, go and get your own place. And now, and then what you find is a lot of them now are struggling because they're, they're struggling and they say, and that's, that's where you'll lose a lot because they have to go get a proper job. Yeah. If they can't last it. And because if they've put themselves into a, um, the brand, mm -hmm. it's, they put themselves into a brand which not a lot of people can do they don't have any work right i can go to a social anywhere i can teach i can go and open my own line dance class i can go to a social anywhere and they'll get up and do my dances a lot of the choreographers who are doing it today they might have one or two dances out there and that's it they can't make money out of it so once they get to that 28 then they've got to buckle in and think okay where is the the best market to do that where is where i'm comfortable at it and okay then they have to grow up yeah. do you know what i mean so it, it sounds a bit harsh but then you say okay you've enjoyed it now now you have to grow up a bit right so and, that, and that's what and that takes some doing and so and some don't like it and then they'll leave and that but the, our industry that's where with me now i want to give them advice because i want them to stay in so i want them to and, and where they'd been going, ah, they're all the old ones. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Leave all the old ones. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I said, well, okay, we can do that, but you won't get very far with it. Do you know what I mean? You, you have to have a, you, at some point, you're going to have to pay your own, your own way or do right. that or whatever. So that's where, and I, and I think, I've been in it 20 years, and it's up to us as the older choreographers, the oldest teachers, to talk to them and talk it through. And I've had, I give some advice, so I've been watching some people teaching in the other rooms and give them advice on what I think 
the, the, not how they can be better. They're not not the most. Everyone's good. Everyone's good, but people. Some people don't control the floor enough. Some people lose. Yeah. And and some of the stuff they're doing within the dances doesn't suit what the age group they're trying to teach it. So I'll just give them a bit of advice that way. So. Did you have any? Yeah. Sure. I'm curious whether the Rob Fowler brand has any Rob Fowler brand merchandise that we can find online. <laughs> and also, it, does, it, it did have it. It does have it. How might we get in contact with you or find out more about you online? Uh, well, I did have a website. I did have a website up to about four or five weeks ago, but I've changed that now into a. I'm, when I go back to Spain, I'm opening my own bar and restaurant with a dance hall. Uh, so. I'm, I'm go yeah, yeah. I'm, because when I said before, I move in different ways a little bit. I, I have two boys. I have two boys, Corey and Jackson, who are uh, nine and eight. And I've been tra this year. I've travelled. I've been home four months out of ten. So it's it's not good. It's not good to see my boys. And that and the oldest one turned around to me and said, "Okay, that's it. You're away too much." So I, I'm still going to travel. I'm not retiring or anything like that. I'm still traveling a lot, but I'm cutting a lot down for the next little bit. As in, I want to do more at my own place and bring people to me. And then at weekends, I'll still go away and do and go abroad. I, I, I normally go outside of Europe twice a year because two reasons. One is it's a long way. And the other one is it's more money to stay at home. I have responsibilities that I have to do and being away a week is a long time to be away when I can make it. It sounds very thingy, but as a, this is my livelihood, so I can make more, as much in a two days as I can in eight. So, because if you try to put your fee for eight days, they couldn't afford it. So then you're not coming. And this is an event that I, would, I want to do on my bucket list. I would come back, it's a nice event. And um, so I wanted to come here. So and then I'm, I, I put the same with a few of them. So it's the same with Boston and thing. But I think the next time I come to America, I really want to do a bar tour. I'm going to do. I really fancy. I've got. A, I met a, a guy called Dan Albro oh, and Kelly yeah. Albro. I really like them a lot. I have a lot of time for them. I have a lot of friends with them. So what I tend to do then is I want to go up to his place teach at his place and then travel down over the east coast and then I've been asked quite a lot of times from here about places that I could go and maybe in California and do the same idea through clubs and travel around and do that so I think the next time rather than doing the big events I'd rather do clubs that would be great yeah, I'm yeah. sure they would love to yeah, to yeah, see yeah I'm really interested in doing that to see so. your piece firsthand. yeah but I'm <laughs> I actually I have two and a half uh final questions for you just okay. to let you get up and stretch and, and uh, move around the ballroom a bit uh, one is if you had advice just almost like on a giant billboard for the world of line dance to see what would you want to put out there something for us to think about things that things for us to maybe consider doing or changing with the ear of everybody in line dance listening to you right now what would you want broadcast I, w I would I would think etiquette more than anything and, and everyone's in the same we're all in it because it's very it's a very tricky thing to do but it and what it is is give time for everybody and we need beginners 
we need beginners this is an amazing event because it's got a ballroom just for beginners which is uh, all the instructors are, what you've a lot of people are saying oh yeah uh, it's all going it's going downhill or it's going downhill I said yeah because some of the instructors don't want to do beginner classes again but that also then leaves a big gap so I have some good ideas what I'm going to try and do over in Europe but it needs people to do it here but it also comes from I think uh, America is having another generation move to back into the bars and back into things where the dancers are going to come through again and, I, and it'll regenerate but it'll just regenerate different ways and in, in Europe I want to try and push it that even if it's like a Zumba thing so even in like a Zumba thing the Zumba thing is amazing how they structured it so they said right go out do this pay that into that so, but what I want to try and do is with the classes that are established if you don't want to do a beginner class if you've had your class established let one of your students I know it's a very tricky thing so when you say let one of your younger students go and learn how to teach beginners and then I, I, the hard thing is then when they teach beginners and they're going to pinch all your pupils which is a hard thing so that's so I understand that but there is enough room to have beginner classes always coming through and what you find is they don't really have to be the best teachers doing it it's going to be the best characters will have good classes so sometimes a lot of times I go to places and the the instructors are not that good the instructors are okay the good instructors but not very very good but they are very um, nice they're very pleasant they're very respectful they have a good fun with all the classes and people are just going out for a laugh at the beginning until you get the serious ones and then when it gets a bit serious they'll have a move on or come around or go to a different class but they'll still come to that class because it's enjoyable so the idea what we've got to try and do is entice or ask the teachers or promote beginners and don't make them feel out of it make them feel included in it because that's the only way you're going to be able to afford a hotel like this if you want to go away and keep that going or the hall which is down the street the only way you're going to afford it is to have a new blood coming in and the new blood has got to come in from if you're teaching in a church hall down the road you have to have beginners coming in to, to pay for it to keep it going otherwise and then you out of that out of that the beginner in 10 years you might have the next instructor for that class do you know what I mean who loves the class understands the structure of the class and will go for it trust us to sit right next where the kitchen is <laughs> yes alright so a couple final questions I thought you just said that 10 minutes ago oh well, that, that was one of the two alright okay then go so on. there's that one uh, the other one was if you had say a, just a top list of because you mentioned both classics yeah and I know the European and American classics can differ yeah and you've also mentioned genius dances yeah what are some classic dances that we need to be sure as the younger generation yeah, yeah. never never fade away never die we are always teaching them maybe once a year uh, and also the genius dances which ones deserve that recognition and then of course okay. after that I have another okay I have a few question. and it might surprise you chill factor yes the three quarter turn in chill factor is my ultimate genius move and it was done by Daniel Whitaker, who's a good friend of mine the three quarter turn in that when it was done was off the planet 
hmm. off the planet. So when I look at it and I go, that was inspirational. And the dance around it fits and the music's brilliant. But that three-quarter turn lock behind into that three-quarter was inspirational. Most of my other inspiration was Scott Blevins. Scott Blevins in the early days, but he pushed the level too hard. He was pushing the level real hard and I sort of, I got my career out, out of, it's like what's happening now, I diluted it to where people could actually do it. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of people would have a go at his stuff and not be capable of doing what he was trying to teach. And then I would say, okay, I'm going to do the same sort of ideas, but dilute it to a place where it was dancer friendly. And that's, so the stuff that he did drive me wild, drive me wild back then was inspirational. Have fun, go mad. What I, if, if you, some of the, some of the dances, which are being, all the choreographers now should really look back and sometimes they look and disrespect some of the older choreographers. But all the dances, what they did, are ice-breaking dances. Moni Moni, what Maggie did, right, was, there would not be, um, there would not be Dr. Doctor, there wouldn't be anything like that if it wasn't for Moni Moni. She set AB dances and structured big dances in a way even Hairspray and all the young kids like Hairspray and everything now if it wasn't for Moni Moni there would be no Hairspray if it wasn't for um, Peter Metelnik did uh, Let Her Rip if if it hadn't been Let Her Rip there would have been no Driven Uh, Have Fun Go Mad is probably the coolest dance and it's probably if you look at that and as a pyramid it's probably got 300 dances underneath that pyramid. I would say, so I would put Have Fun Go Mad at the top and then underneath, I choreographed SXE. When I choreographed SXE a long time ago, I would put that underneath Have Fun Go Mad because Have Fun Go Mad was a smooth icebreaker, moves around the floor, forward and back, well choreographed. There was nothing like that before. Nothing like it before. So. Everything that comes underneath that, that's the top of the pyramid. Moni Moni, I would say, or maybe God Bless Texas and Moni Moni at the same time. But I think God Bless Texas was out first. But Moni Moni was very, if you look at that, now you would think, really. But that was, you look around at that time, there was nothing like it. It was, and me and Maggie had a thing going on between us. We had this rivalry thing going on. But when I looked at it, I went, that's genius. That was genius. I was spitting and everything, but I was going, okay, that's genius. And it wasn't Irish. A lot of stuff that she was bringing out was Irish. But when she brought that out, I went, okay, okay, that's total respect from my side. And also then the Doctor Doctor, when I choreographed it, I said, right, let's do a God bless Texas and let's do a Moni Moni thing. That's the idea in my head. When I did Driven, I was looking at Leather Rip. It's nothing like it, but what it is, the skeleton of it is a forward and back thing. It breaks into side and side, and, it, and that's the same, and the structure of it is, it's the way it's phrased, it's the same idea. So when I, when I think, I look and say, okay, when I hear a piece of music, that's, an essay, that's a have fun go mad style. That's a, but before that, there was nothing. So the icebreakers of that, when I do some big dances, I'll go Blue Finger Lou or something like that. 
There was nothing like that before. So when you look back, that was literally the geniuses that come up with that, the Max and everybody else that started come up, and we were all pushing ourselves then. The geniuses that come up with them, everything now is easy, because you have a skeleton. You have skeleton dances from what you can see that came out before. But when we when at the beginning there was only touch push, there was cowgirl twist, there was there was eight ten dances. That was it. There was ten. And so everything now, then you go okay. How did that evolve? And that evolved through quite a few. That was a, really the beginning. And then the legends who I would call legends now. Joe Thompson was my legend. Max Perry was my legend. Um, Pete Metalnik was a legend and then you've got Scott Blevins who was my ultimate he was my, he was, back then he was he were, but he was way out do you know what I mean but for creativity and everything and he still is up to today he's, he's just the creative mind of him is, is very very good so when you have all them and I was sort of the European side of that and then there was a lot of other choreographers there as well and we all tend to push each other and a lot of the choreographers then used to come to my classes and learn from me and then go away and do that and they come across. Um, Pot of Gold, Liam came to my class. Uh, Razor Sharp, Steve Sunter was in my class. They all used to come to the, in the Kirby Suite, I had about 600 people in there, but all of them, inspirational, all the way going away, teaching. So, so, so a lot of them nowadays, is that's where the inspiration and that comes from. I don't know whether I went off your question then. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, as folks who are trying to catch up on all the years of history yeah, of line yeah. dance, <laughs> we are looking at those dances and and trying to learn them before the next event. So we need yeah. to know which ones well, are top priority. Obviously, you've got... It's, it's a very tricky thing because over the last 20 years, they've come through. But if you're looking at... A good way is... is we don't pick the Legends dances lightly. Do you know what I mean? The Legends... That's Beethoven's boogie, isn't it? Oh, that one, that's, uh, that's that Can't Walk Away. Uh, that, that's one that we choreographed. Oh, wow. Okay. So I have one final question for you. <laughs> um, well, I've just missed mine, so you can sit here. And oh, you I, can, I'm yeah, happy yeah, to okay. this, absolutely. Um, well, I, I'm wondering if you had to narrow it down to one dance that everyone should learn right now. This could be from all of history, genius, um, I think Have Fun classic. Go Mad's the best ever. Really? I think Have Fun Go Mad's the best dance ever. And it's, 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 I would say it's the best dance. I, I, from a line, I know people might disagree with it. They'll come up and say a different thing. But from, I, I think if you ask any choreographer or any, any teacher from over the last 15 years, 20 years, I probably haven't come out as the best ever dance. Or, or it's in the top, it'll be in everyone's top five. It's come up a lot. In, in, in It'll be in everyone's top five. It wouldn't be outside. So uh, although everyone might have, oh, I like this one, I like that one. But wait, if you go through the top five, I would, I would be surprised if that's not in the top five of everybody's. Everybody who is a choreographer, because it is one of them, and it's made him. It's, it's still going now. Twenty. It's like the beast for me. It's like the beast for me. Everyone looks at it, and it's. And at the time when I did it, it was there, but from structure from a dance which has gone through which is still timeless it's a timeless dance and, and the beast is the same timeless I've done I do I love waltzes so I choreographed a lot of waltzes um, and when I was saying earlier the dances that fit together 
you have I have one called Deeply Completely which is my all time favourite because it just fits together but that's timeless you can teach it now and the moves that's in that from 20 years ago people would think it could have been choreographed yesterday so yeah, and Have Fun Go Mad is exactly the same it's 25 years old must be 25 years old now and it's you, it could have been choreographed yesterday so that's that's where I would say the the dances are the, and, the, and they're there for a reason and, and, and when I pick the legends dances they're, they're not they're classic dances but they're classic dances because they, they've lasted this, the time yeah. because they are the best and I, I, back then there was no internet but they lasted they went all around the world before the internet you have to really think about that when you're doing it so they lasted for 10 years and, and the, the black coffees and the, there's all of the easier ones but they went around the world before the internet and that's still uh, now when the internet's on every dance that comes out you will get all the advanced dancers all the competitors everyone if you give them 10 dances have them go mad would be in the middle of it there would probably be uh, swinging ours would be in the middle of the and something like that for the advances then you've got the easier ones for closer would be in there uh, for the improvers type thing and what have you so you have dances that will be there forever and i think they're the ones you should really look at and go yeah that's they're the inspirational ones and is there an email address because i'm not sure if we ever um nailed down a specific email address or website where people could reach out and ask you a question maybe Facebook or something well I'm on Facebook and I'm just changing I'm changing a lot of things because I'm going to open this bar now so I'm going to change and it's the structure's going through but my email is robfowler at hotmail.es España so uh-huh. it's ES España or if you go to Legends in Line I'm, I'm Legends in Line I'm the organizer I, it either gets passed to me or I can look at it as well um, how do you spell Rob Fowler? R-O-B-F-O-W-L-E-R. And there's no points or full stops or anything like that. It's just straight through. And uh, so, so, yeah, so if you ever want to get to me and ask me questions, I do that. But it's, and I'm on my phone most of the time. So And I'm on Facebook, but I have got 5,000 friends. It's like Facebook. I'm going to try and do At one point on Facebook, you could change to a fan page, but I hated the word fan because it sounds big-headed. I want you to sign up to be one of my fans. I, do, I like that. But now it's just a group page where you can have a lot of people, more than 5,000 on it. So I'll, in the next 12 months, in the next couple of months, I'll be going on to one of them because I have 5,000 friends as such and then about 2,000 trying to get on. So, But now what I tend to do is I, I'm trying to move so it gets everyone. It's like a Twitter page or whatever that is. So it's, a, so it's easier to see me that way. Yeah, but I'm moving into, I've got a new bar that I'm taking over, so that's going to be an interesting project. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how yeah, all yeah. that turns out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Any, any last thoughts from you, Megan? No, I think pretty much answered most of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving oh, my us so pleasure. much of your time. Yeah, here that's okay, my pleasure. Okay. Any, any final thoughts from yourself? Or, uh, uh, no, I just, uh, I, I won't be, I'm not going to be traveling a lot, so... I would like to say I've really enjoyed the weekend, the week that I've been here. I'm not, so I hope to see. And a lot of I've, what I've really enjoyed is people coming over to me from the, a lot of people from Canada and all over the place who have been coming over saying, oh, "It's the first time I've seen you face to face. I've done a lot of your dances, 
and I just want to thank you so the reception I've had when I've been here has been very very nice and I've been very comfortable with it and it's some places you go and it's sometimes it's awkward but here it's been very very comfortable and it's a lot of very very nice dancers who have been very respectful to me and um, and I, I it's I don't take that lightly when they come over and say thank you for what you're doing I don't take that and brush it off I really respect that and and the chance they took the time to come and say hi and whatever so I really so that side of it is amazing but the other side I, the traveling I, I need to just have a rest for a bit so yes I, I'm not saying I'm not doing like what let Rachel's having a rest and whatever so I'm not doing that I'm actually just moving to the side I'll carry on be doing it and I have got contracts and I've been doing that and I'm taking new ones on but I'm probably cutting down a little bit, so because it's been crazy. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you again you. so and much. Thanks to everyone. We will see you on the dance floor. Okay.